Welcome to Create Shift with me, Ellen Franklin Carr. I am a holistic and trauma sensitive coach for creatives and artists. And on this podcast, we have conversations at the intersection of creative and artistic practice, holistic well being, and entrepreneurship. I believe in artists making heart led work that feels true to them. And I believe that this kind of work has the power to create positive change in individuals and society. But I believe that can only happen when those who make the creative work are nourished, supported and able to thrive. Thank you for being here. If you are new here, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you so very much for coming back. I hope that you enjoy this episode. And as always, stay curious, stay inspired and stay connected. Okay, we're going to get ranty here today, folks. So... I was in a meeting recently and it was a creative industries meeting, um, if that's the industries I work in, <laughs> and somebody used the phrase feathering your own nest in a way that had negative connotations, as in like, it is bad if somebody is seen to be feathering their own nest. Meaning, and I don't know if this is a, a, a phrase that is used and understood worldwide, if it's an English thing, but meaning... You don't want somebody to be seen to be getting loads of money for themselves and loads of work for themselves. It was in relation to money. Um, yeah, and it, it really, it really grated on me. And I kind of, I wrote it down and I was thinking about it and I like, oh, yeah, I laughed it off kind of thing in the meeting and was like, oh yeah, no, yeah, of course. And actually I was like, actually not of course, not of course at all. Um, because I want to feather my own nest like yeah I'm fucking going to do that because no one else is going to do it for me and I want my nest to be soft and luxurious and comfortable and to give me all the support that I need to exist as a person in the world um, I was going to say exist as a human in the world and then was like hmm we're talking about nests, birds is this is this metaphor really working but you know what I mean And so I wanted to dig into this a little bit because I think it's something that I see playing out in the creative industries, uh, in, yeah, that sort of space, uh, as well as in um, the holistic industries, which I'm also in, you know, straddling this kind of, this divide. And, and, And I think where it really comes up is where we're in like a helping people doing good in the world kind of space so especially with uh people who are doing creative work that is maybe participatory or working with um yeah different groups of people who perhaps really need the support of the creativity it's creativity for well-being it's creativity to help with different issues or it's serving an underserved underrepresented community all of these amazing things and not only that, like, I think there is in general. So I think there's there's a view that if we're doing that sort of work, it's not okay to make a lot of money or to ask for a lot of money. And we just need to be getting by. And that's acceptable. Which is bullshit. And um, I think there's also a view that as artists it's not okay to be making a lot of money. I think this is a weird one because of course we know 
that there are people who are incredibly highly paid in the creative industries, right? Creative industries, artists, you've got movie stars, directors, writers, who are all really, really high paid. You've got massive figures in the visual arts world who make millions. So we know that this is possible. And yet we have this, maybe a bit of cognitive dissonance around it, a bit of this, um, maybe thinking, well, it's not possible for me or it's not okay for me. And, and I think this also plays into uh, beliefs that, that we've learned and conditioning that we've grown up with. So, you know, for me being socialised as a woman, I think there's stuff around that, around uh, the amount of space that I've been told I'm allowed to take up in the world that I've then taken on to believe I'm allowed to take up. And that plays into how much money we think it's okay to make because having more money takes up more space in the world. And we suddenly have more power, right? And here's here's why we absolutely need to be feathering our own nests as creatives and artists and people working in that space, people working in a space that is making positive change in the world, doing good in the world. Because if we get the money, imagine what difference that would make to the world, right? We live in a society, in a world that is driven by a capitalist way of being right money is important no matter whether you believe it shouldn't be it is (laughs) that is the truth and so one of the best ways to have influence is not the only way to have influence but one of the best ways to have influence is to get loads of money because then you can spend that in ways that are influential you can support um groups that are doing work that you value you can have more say politically you can you can put that money into things that reflect your values whereas at the moment where is all the money you know think about who has all the money the people who are feathering their own nests and what their values are and how the money is then reflecting their values well then that's why we don't get change in the way that the world operates because the money stays with the same people and Obviously, there are societal things that need to change with regards to that, but there are also individual things that need to change. And this is one of my core beliefs, and this is, you know, with so much of the work that I do. Yes, I believe there are societal shifts that need making. Yes, I believe society needs to change how it values arts and creativity and culture. And yes, all of these different things. Yes, organisations need to change to make things more accessible, etc., etc., etc. And that expands to anything, like, Climate change, yes, that big companies need to be doing loads of stuff. And, and there are individual shifts that we need to make as well. If society suddenly changed and we weren't on board with that change as individuals because we hadn't changed our beliefs and our thinking, then we wouldn't embrace that change anyway. So it's a layered, it's a multi-level thing that needs to happen. And so as individuals, as artists, as creatives, we need to do that work to not hold those beliefs that like, oh, it's not okay for me to to be making my life good by making the money that I need and want to make. Like that is such crap. And organisations and institutions need to do their part to stop spreading that bullshit, please. Like, I think that sometimes we can think that in charging higher amounts or in 
creating passive income streams, in having different things that we offer, in offering our work out and putting ourselves out there in this industry in a way that might happen more in other industries um, that we feel like we're taking the piss or we're um, we're being selfish or we're monopolising something or um, yeah we're taking too much for ourselves we're taking advantage of something maybe of course there are always instances where maybe someone is taking advantage of something a project or whatever by manipulating it to get all the money for themselves that's not okay it comes down from like a, it comes down to a an intentions thing right it comes down to uh values like what what are the values and intentions behind this action if they are like ha 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 i'm gonna trick everybody and get all this money for myself but you know not do anything or like whatever then okay maybe we need to question that although my mind then goes to you know sometimes we can think that we're we're tricking people into get getting our money and we're not doing enough work for it because we've got beliefs where we think that in order to get lots of money we have to work all the time and it has to be really really difficult and that's just a belief that we've learned that we need to challenge so there's so many different little things we need to untangle within that but uh, yeah the core thing that I just wanted to say was that we need to drop these sorts of beliefs we need to bring these things to the surface and see where we're holding these beliefs that like asking for this amount of money and um, raising my day rate or having d- additional income streams is not okay is like oh I'd be seen to be doing this and that's not all right like of course it's all right to make the money you need we need to let go as well of the idea of the starving artist the struggling artist in their garret I don't know what is a garret like a little loft in Paris <laughs> that's what I think it is um that is crap I mean where did that even come from like it sounds like something that was made up to get us to think that that's how you make good art and therefore haha we don't ask for lots of money so the artists can stay poor but at least they're happy because they're making their art um right so yeah great art has been made under really awful conditions yeah it has I'm not saying that's not true um although we might look at other elements of that and see what else is at play because there's a sense there's a nervous system regularity needs to be happening and I'm I'm specifically thinking about now the um people who made art in terrorism I'm saying that wrong I'm definitely saying that wrong it's a concentration camp in Prague I don't think it's anyway during World War II it was a camp people were under awful circumstances and made art but they're they're from what I know I remember once interviewing somebody who researched this and made a piece of work about it the art making was part of a survival kind of thing and they had this strong community that helped them get into the nervous system state where you can make art I'm not explaining this very well but in order to to be creative we need to be in a certain place in our nervous system a certain state of nervous system activation and it's it's um the state that also allows us to connect with other people or think about long-term planning and it's not the state that we're in when we're in that like fight or flight like when we're in that the area part of our nervous system that um kind of 
controls things like creativity and play etc is just offline because it's not essential so that was a little roundabout way of saying that yes great art has been made under challenging circumstances i know that is true and what else was at play in those circumstances that helped people access those those states of their nervous system and maybe maybe they weren't always doing that maybe maybe they were creating through struggle fine okay that's fine we know that can happen but what kind of art would be created if all the artists were feeling good <laughs> or if all the artists were feeling supported and nourished by their environment they had tools to help themselves and like think of the cost that the making of the art has had on artists historically who have been in real challenge like you know have they always been okay they haven't <laughs> we know that and I'm gonna need to wrap this up because otherwise I could go on and on for hours and I think this is another episode that I want to do about mining of trauma for art and, and that sort of thing but for today's episode, I just want to start thinking, okay, what are these these myths and these beliefs that we need to let go of and un unhook from because they're harmful? They're not helpful for us to move forward as an industry. And one of those is definitely, you know, the starving, struggling artist. And that's that's like a badge of honour. Like, we need to be this because this is how you make good art. And this is, this is how you be an artist. <laughs> this is rubbish, isn't it? Like... So let's imagine into what if we could be artists who were well financed, well rested, well supported, well resourced, who had tools to support themselves when their nervous systems got activated. All of these things. Maybe we don't even know what that could be because that is not the norm. That doesn't mean it's not the way things should go. It's just a new reality. So, part of that is allowing it to be okay for artists and creatives to make a lot of money. And part of that is allowing ourselves to think that that is okay for us as artists and creatives to make a lot of money. And it could take a long time to do that work take years depends on what you're where you're at where you're at on your journey with that it could take months it could take a little bit of rewriting of a belief and you're like you know what i've got this it's landed it might take a really long time it's fine but it's important that we start because if we're saying that that's not okay then we're only allowing that creative space that artistic space to be accessed and readily available to people who perhaps are already well resourced financially come from family backgrounds where they they have a lot of income already they've got savings they've got things to fall back on they've got people who will lend them money they've got people who will financially back them or from the people who think those rules don't apply to them because they've got the confidence and the self-worth from their upbringing and background to, to just ask for the loads of money and think that that's okay small minority people <laughs> um I think we know who they are 
and we exclude people from those spaces who who need that level of security to feel secure and safe to make their art and that's a lot of people who are disabled who are um living with chronic illness who are living with different mental conditions uh, mental health conditions that they experience who need that grounding to be okay to do their work because it is not okay that we think it's acceptable for those people and anybody to drive themselves to burnout to drive themselves to ill health in whatever capacity to make their art that's not all right <laughs> art can change the world art can play a huge role in creating positive change in society and in individuals only if and when we allow the artist to be supported simple as that so please feather your own nest make it comfortable make that a cushy nest think about what you need and allow yourself to have it and watch how you talk about these things in your head in your writing and to other people watch the things you say because we all play a role in perpetuating these beliefs and we can all start to unpick these beliefs together as a reminder if you are listening to this as it goes out live i currently have a i don't know it's not a sale it's not an offer it's a special thing on my coaching my one-to-one -one coaching for artists and creatives my prices are going up on the 9th of September. They're going up by £300 for the whole coaching package. That's uh, six coaching sessions. You can have it over three months or six months. So that's fortnightly or monthly sessions. Current price is £1,500, going up to £1,800 on the 9th of September. But if you go and click the link that I'll pop in the little show notes to book a curiosity call, which is a free call with me, 10 to 20 minutes for you to chat to me, me to chat to you, us to meet each other, ask each other questions, find out if we'd be a good fit working together. Never any pressure to go ahead and buy. I'm not going to be like, oh, give me the money now. Click this link. None of that. Literally just to find out. But if you book that free call by Friday, the 8th of September, so you don't have to have had the call by then, but you need to have booked it. It needs to be in my calendar, in your calendar you will get the current price. So you will save £300. If you then decide to go ahead with the coaching, you'll save £300. You'll get it for £1,500. Um, so if that is of interest to you, please go ahead and book the Curiosity Call because you've got nothing to lose. If you decide it's not for you, that's fine. Um, but you've got, you know, £300 to save, which is nice because you can use that to buy some comfy stuff for your nest. <laughs> so... Please take advantage of that if you are listening to this live. If you're not listening to it live and you're still, you know, the coaching sounds good to you, then please click through to the link, book a curiosity call. Um, I'm still taking clients, obviously. Um, it's just the deal expires on that Friday the 8th. So, yeah, I hope to connect with you soon and I'll be back for another episode very soon. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Create Shift. I hope you found it supportive, encouraging and inspiring. If you did, I would love it if you could take a moment to rate and review the episode and the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to the show and you are able to review it. Please share it, share it with your creative community, your network, anybody you think uh, who might benefit from listening to the show, enjoy it, find it supportive, share it on your social media, share it on your email list, share it with people you actually see in person, um, all the ways. Anything you can do to help spread the word about the podcast helps people to find my work and is a really easy, simple, free way that you can support me and my work. And it doesn't take very long and it feels really good. So what's to lose? Until next time, have a great day, have a great evening, support yourself in whatever ways you need and I will connect with you again soon.